What is up, guys, and welcome back to a Loud and Proud podcast with me and the beautiful Jazz, aka Nihilist92, over on PooTube. And uh, we're on episode nine. So, for those of you that are wondering where was last week's podcast, we didn't have one because the beautiful Jazz was celebrating his birthday. Yeah. And uh, from, from what I saw, he had a good time on a boat. He did. He did. I did. I had a, he, he did. <laughs> I had a wonderful time on a boat, you know? We went out to the Lake District. Uh, it was a, it was a surprise that was done uh, for me by my my other half, and um, we got out to the lake itself because the hotel was a little journey away from that. And I saw all these people going out on these boats, and I was like, "I want to drive one of them. I want to. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can, I can do, do that." that. <laughs> and lo and behold, you could just turn up, pay thirty quid, and they go right there. You go. There's your boat. Just um, don't go near where the rocks are with the uh, where it's marked. And uh, yeah, bring it back in an hour. Like, oh, okay then. And, Shit. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you have to reverse it out of like the dock area. And I like, because it's floating. I kept going to put my foot to the floor to break like a car, but there's no pad. There's no right. pedals. <laughs> yeah, how do you it's, stop it's, a boat? It's a lever, but it's a, a lever back and forward. So like, I was trying to reverse and then like trying to steer us out and then boof, bang, straight into the side. <laughs> it's a, absolute nightmare of course but yeah yeah we had a great time on the boat Shit. and the lake district was wonderful so yeah it was a nice break that's that that sounds fun i don't think i could quite be trusted to go on a boat i'd go on absolutely steaming mate <laughs> i'd be absolutely wasted fucking yeah no not a good idea um so yeah everyone if you didn't know it was jazz's birthday wish him a happy birthday for it was the third wasn't it on sunday it was the third yeah yes go wish him a happy birthday in the comments go over to his instagram show him some love so uh, we have a couple of topics today um, that we think are going to be really cool. And uh, the first one is we're going to be discussing uh-huh. the whole uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Slipknot Corey Taylor beef. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, Jazz, before I take over on this one and absolutely bury that motherfucker like a tent peg, uh, do you want to quickly just catch people up on the whole story if they're not familiar with it? So yeah, we are talking about the uh, the feud that's kind of gone on between Machine Gun Kelly and the one and only Mr. Corey Taylor. Um, now I know Matt's got a few things that he wants to say about this. Uh, he wants to, he wants to put out there. So um, where, where, do want, where, where do you want to start with this thing? Because it is a kind right. of worms. Right. So um, it may not be you know. It's probably obvious. I'm, I'm not really a fan of Machine Gun Kelly. There's nothing to like about the scrawny little prick. Um, so this whole thing with, with Corey Taylor and Slipknot, this beef, and I watched a few videos today in preparation of this podcast, and I watched one. I think it was Loudwire. They did like a roundup of the whole kind of the whole kind of thing, and Machine Gun Kelly said something along the lines of about uh, Slipknot being uh, a bunch of dudes in their 50s wearing masks, yeah. jumping around, blah, blah, blah. And then it got me thinking. I was thinking, okay, a bunch of dudes in their 50s wearing masks, jumping around. Uh-oh. Pardon me. But Machine Gun Kelly is a grown-ass man that looks like a shaved chimp and has been kicked through Topshop. <laughs> How many times did you rehearse that before this podcast? <laughs> he's like a sh- he's 
That was He's like a that, fucking... There's no way did that just come to you. You've been thinking about that Mate, all yeah. day. I had I had that in the holster today. Um, but like, you just look at Machine Gun Kelly, right? He's a fucking scrawny white boy that wears the most ridiculous clothes and makes him look like an absolute fuck boy. Uh, he wears more shades of nail polish than any 14-year-old girl I've ever known in my life. And uh, I mean, hey, you want to wear nail polish, that's fine. But hey, Machine Gun Kelly... What the fuck is wrong with you? You're a grown-ass man, and you look like a 12-year-old boy. And you strut around thinking you're like the shit and all this, but at the end of the day, you failed in one genre of music, uh, so you've no, had to go to another one. That's what I was going to say. That's precisely what right? Corey said, right? Um, yeah. You, you, know, you failed I'm, in one genre, and you've gone to another one. Obviously, yeah. it's going to fail because it doesn't suit you. You look like a moron. I watched a video of him where he was like smashing a guitar up, and I was like... What, do you think you're cool? Do you think you're big and clever? It's like, you're a twat. Who agrees with me? Comment below if you agree. As far as uh, legacy and um, professionalism and talent goes, there's just, you know, I understand it when like other artists kind of have um, a back and forth because usually the artists that do They've been around the block a little bit. They've they've been doing it for a long time, um, or they sort of like maybe even like grew up together in that sort of way. And there's that kind of competition. They just don't fucking like yeah. each other, um, or there's a good cause for it, like with the Fred Durst thing with Zach Wild. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Re- record label said to Zach, "Oh, you need to you need to be more like Fred Durst." And I think what they did, I don't think they realized just how sort of once you tell Zach something, he's just like, "Oh no." This is what you're saying, precisely that. I think they just kind of threw that out there as a wide example. You need to hip yourself up to sell your music rather than putting fucking Stronger Than Death out. But that that bred the um, fuck Fred Durst and all, and all that sort of shit, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, Limp Bizkit, very big band and stuff like that. And at the time, quite prevalent. This Machine Gun Kelly guy, he seems to have like floated around. Then all these different stuff, and now he's into like the pop, pop, pop uh, get my words out, pop punk genre, right? Yeah. And it's like he's fairly new compared to Slipknot and Corey Taylor, and yeah, I bet you anything. And this is the part that makes me sick. I bet you anything. He probably likes Slipknot. He probably likes Corey Taylor's music. He's just doing it, trying to be big, and and, yeah. and at this point, because he made an idiot out of himself. Rather than back down, he's 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 gonna dig. He's dug the hole even deeper, which is why yep. I like how Corey handled it very professionally. Just one line is all I need to say. He just said, "Here's the email," and he sent screenshot proof of him saying, "Sorry, don't think it's my jam. If you need any help, let me know." But thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and he hashtagged it receipts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like there it is, and it, it's just. It's just so silly, and I like the way everybody's kind of gone after him for it. Yeah. You well, know? you got to think, right? you got to think the success of of Slipknot and what they've done, how long they've been going, and then Machine Gun Kelly, who just, like, popped out out of nowhere. Like, it's like some, so, like it's just something that some old dude shat out in a public toilet, and it kind of grew cells and turned into Machine Gun Kelly. And I, I like the fact that he got booed at that show. Oh, yeah, that's so good. And um, 
<clears throat> everyone was just fucking flipping him off. And there was one part I think I saw, he went down between the stage and the crowd and he was yeah. singing. Some guy came up to him and just like nudged him and he started like throwing punches. Oh man, what an idiot. I, like, I, I, don't, I don't get what his end game is here. Like... He's a rebel without a cause in a way, isn't he? And it's not like he's doing something that's um, that's cool or, you know, it's just like, for instance, I don't know. There's certain people who have called other bands out before, and I'm not saying that you should. But there's certain people who have taken the uh, the rock and roll badass rebelry to a whole different height. And because yeah. they are at the pinnacle of it, it's like, well, I'm actually, I don't agree with what they've said, but I'm not going to argue with them. This is just this fucking kid who's picking on what, in my opinion, is like is like true greatness. You will not find a better bunch of musicians. You will not find a better singer. Well, you might, but, you know, like high caliber yeah, yeah. of singer than Corey Taylor, you know, and the yeah. musicianship that's in that band. And then the fact that that band can be through how many members now and still yeah, carry yeah, on yeah. and still sound like Slipknot and be in their 50s and still put on a fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, yeah. it's maybe it's not quite the same madness that was going on back in the day. Um, but like for instance, you go watch it when they play at the end of Vermillion, Corey is still throwing himself around on stage. Jim Root has had neck surgery to have everything put in line. You go watch he's headbanging the fuck out of it. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like they've not let up, they've not become a novelty item. They're still no. prevalent, they're still interested, and people still enjoy listening to their music, you know? I, I totally agree, mate. Um, but like, it just it just really got to me that the fact he was digging on these guys for wearing these masks, which, by the way, are like cool fucking masks, I right? Know. It's a yeah. cool stage presence. It's theatricality. Uh, and then and then you look at what Machine Gun Welly... Machine Gun Welly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, that could be like a tribute. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you look at what Machine Gun Kelly wears like on the daily... And all the photos you get of him, he just looks like a moron. And he's a grown-ass man. Stop dressing like a 12-year-old girl. You know when, like, you say to you, you got a little kid, and you're like, oh, you can wear whatever you want to school. And they put, like, one big red cowboy boot on, one black <laughs> Converse. they got a pink tutu, a cowboy hat. That's what he looks like. I, I, can't, I, I can only imagine his decisions in the morning. Yeah. You know, he, he opens uh... up his cupboard, and he's just got fucking the, the worst <laughs> fucking... Like, it's, it's like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Ah, yes. I know precisely what to wear. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'll have one of everything. Yeah, one of everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, but he's he's just got no room to be uh to to be calling anyone out. And as no, far no. as uh, outlandishness goes, you know, if you're saying, oh, I'm a 50-year-old bloke wearing a fucking mask and stuff like that, it's just like, well, it's it's it, it, they they've earned the right to be where they are. But if you if you're just picking on somebody's attire and their choice of stage wear, he's just got no room because you know what? There might be a whole scene like that going on where people dress like that. More power to him if they enjoy that. But as far as outlandishness goes, he's got no yeah. room. No room to judge. No. And I mean his music is fucking shit yeah, as well. I don't I don't enjoy his music either. Like his music is just look, mate, just fuck off, you scrawny little bitch. I fucking hate him, mate. Honestly, like he's one of those people you just have to look at. Like a strong gust of wind of wind would knock him over, right? Mm-hmm. So fuck knows why he wants to put this big old big man tough act on. Because fuck me, all it will take is for one person to just crack him one. It, but it, it's just needless in in a time where like music is bringing people together. You know, yeah. Um, 
it's just needless animosity. Um, yeah. And you can put, if you put as much energy into into his music, as much as yeah. he's put into this. Yeah. It may, maybe he'd put out a good song. I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, wasn't there a situation with his... Who's his missus? Megan Fox, isn't it? She was. They're not together anymore, are they? Or okay, well, wrong? I'm not really up to have date with that little No, maybe they are piece. still together. I think I'm wrong there. Well, they, they were at some red carpet event and Conor McGregor was there. And I think there was a little something between them. And I think, from what I remember and, and sort of put together, Machine Gun Kelly was just fucking throwing a tantrum. Because big old fucking, yeah, do nothing, comes over and starts... Yeah, but he's a twat. I fucking, I this 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 segment's probably going to be short and sweet, yeah. but he's just a fucking twat. Like he's it's it's like um a chip on the shoulder, as well, and that that's what I don't get. I just don't get this whole um angry screaming at the world. Does he feel like he's he's that unheard in his music, and he's not getting the message that he wants across through his music? That he needs to back it up with some sort of outlandish, yeah. you know media polarizing statements you know <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that's probably all it is he's just trying to fuck it it's a piss a pissing contest isn't it mm-hmm. he's just trying to be the big man and think oh i can go after these people because i can do what i want but really you know you don't stand a chance i like musicians who put the most hateful aggressive music out there yeah and their message comes across clearly and you never see a thing about them in the headlines Case yeah. in point, Mick Thompson. When was the last time you saw, uh, you know, Mick Thompson churned up a storm the other day by saying, yeah, yeah. you know, that his picking is tighter than James Hetfield's or something like that. You don't even yeah, fucking yeah. hear from him. He gets into the studio. He lays down some tight ass fucking ass kicking guitar. He puts it all out into the live shows and then he just goes and lives and lives his life. Do you know what I mean? Same, mate, yeah. And I think if yeah. you've got a, a hateful message to send, or just any whatever energy that you're trying to put out, you can just purely yeah. put it out through your music, and you don't need to go around slating slating people, yeah. especially the fucking greats like Corey Taylor, you know. Or if if he right if he genuinely had a problem with Corey, he would, you know, like normal people would do, send him a message or an email. Yeah. What? Why would you want to publicly put it out to everyone? Because people enjoy it. They love churning up a storm, and they love negativity. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, guys, let us know down below your thoughts on Machine Gun Kelly, Corey Taylor beef, and your thoughts on Machine Gun Kelly, that little fucking ratty bitch. <laughs> I don't like him at all, mate. It makes me angry. I'm fucking angry now. Fuck, piss. <laughs> let's, have a, let's have a drink and calm down. So, yes, let us know, guys. There are thoughts. We thought we'd get that one off our chest because... Uh, I obviously had something to say. I mean, it's fuck all to do with me. I just think the guy's a twat. <laughs> and you know what? I think I think we've just regurgitated it. We've done no better ourselves, really, have we? It's it's going to be the next headline. Matt the Riffmaster yeah. in Nas 92. Call out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, I get it if, you know, we were, like, hating on him for no reason. But, like, come on. There's yeah, yeah, reason, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, if if you're going to yeah. act like a twat, you're going to be treated like a twat. There you go. Stupid questions get stupid answers. Yeah, remember that, kids. Teachable moment. Yeah. Um, right, so yeah, fuck that guy. We thought we'd get that out there because it's quite a big thing at the minute. And uh, So let us know your thoughts down below. So now moving on to topic number two, Jazz. Do you want to bring him in on this one? Yeah, so uh, Ozzy Osbourne's bringing out a new album and the producer has made a statement uh, that there's going to be some guests on there 
Now, obviously, you know, we had some guests on the last one, um, but this time it really got me excited. Um, so starting out, he's got guys like Jeff Beck, uh, who can hold his own. Then you've got uh, Eric Clapton, who is obviously Eric Clapton. He has arthritis now, though. Really sad. Uh, that's really grim. What, 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 what a bit, what a bitter end. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? What a bitter end. That is a, a guitar player's worst nightmare. Yep. Um, but then the part that got me excited was when he said Zach Wilde's going to be on there. And then the part that nearly made me cry. When he says cry, he, he means said, come in pants. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, Lord Tony Iommi <laughs> is going to be on that, which got me massively excited. The Riff Lord himself. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's, uh, uh, he's, 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 he's had a few guest appearances like Ordinary Man that he done. Uh, Slash was doing uh, the fiddle on mm. that, the solo. Yep. Uh, which was cool, and obviously had Elton John singing, which was just fucking amazing. Like that just works so yeah. well. But having this, I think this is it's exciting for a new Aussie album always. And yeah. I think having a bunch of different guitarists and it's it's gonna it's definitely gonna bring us something a little spicy to the pot, right? I think the most important thing is here is that it's guitarists that he's affiliated with. Yeah. Um, but the only one thing that was the sort of the downer in the interview is because the producer <coughs> writes everything. And he was saying that we basically write the song, hand it off to the artist, and then they play what we give them. So it kind of sucks in a way. Um, I know things aren't straightforward anymore. You can't just call people out and say, hey, man, let's write a fucking song. It's not like the old days where Oz had his team, Blasco and uh, and Zach, you know, in, in the studio there. Um, maybe obviously on the road, but as far as the writing goes, it's, it's a different ball game. He just goes in with the producer and knocks everything out. Um, but I wish it was the case that you could just fly all these individual artists out and just knock a song out and then do the next one. Yeah. You know, true collaboration rather than saying to Zach Wilde, here's the riff, yeah. play it, yeah. you know? It's and the a- same for Iomi, who has... Um, uh, is you know he struggles for no material when it comes to yeah, riffs so it. let him let him do it you know i think i think that i mean i, I get it like it's aussie you know he's 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 the man but i think that or that approach to it all it takes away from from the from the from the artist from the from yeah. the musician because it's like well this is i can play it my way but this isn't my this is this isn't my work and i think that's What's the word? Like a little bit impersonal, in, but I don't think that's the right saying. But I think it definitely yeah. takes away from that legitimateness of what it is, you know, because it'll be, you know, Tony Aomi, who's like the riff god, playing a riff that he's given when he could come yeah. up with something that's like a hundred times better. Like, I, I don't understand. I think that's a, I think that's a terrible, terrible way to go about the whole thing. Yeah, I know it's not like the old days where they everyone could just get in a room and just knock stuff out. But, you know, um, I I don't know. It's just going to be listening to that one with Tony Iommi on it. And you're going to be like, yeah, but he didn't write it. I, I, I wish it was like the um, Tony Iommi album where he got a load of guest artists on there. Phil Anselmo. All right. You heard that album? I have not heard that one, Jazz. No. Oh shit, man! You've not heard "Time Is Mine." <laughs> no, no, I'll have to check it out though. Fuck! Oh, mate, end the podcast. <laughs>
Bye. Stop. Stop. Bye. Mate. Oh, my God. You are... Ah, it's the best fucking thing ever. When, when did that come out? I get about that. Years and years and years and fucking years ago. Right. So it's it's Iomi and uh, Phil Anselmo's on there. There's two tracks. There's a song on there called Time Is Mine. And it's like Sabbath riffs with Alsa Anselmo just yelling over it. It's Shit. perfect. It's perfection. Mate, yeah. I, 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 you can really feel that that's them doing their thing on this. I don't know. That last Oz record, they, they, uh, and no, I just couldn't get into it because it's not his team. And I like, yeah, No Rest for the Wicked, No More Tears is one of my favorite albums ever, Hellraiser, and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I miss that sound, I miss Zach's guitar, yeah, yeah, over, over Ozzy's singing. Now, I know the reason him and Zach don't work together anymore is because, um, I said I don't want to be the lead singer of Black Label because yeah, around Black Rain, the music started getting very similar to Black Label. Yeah, but if you go back to like uh, No Rest for the Wicked, or if you go back to No More Tours, the riffs, the style of guitar playing is nothing like Black Label. Those no. songs are not like Black Label in the fucking slightest. No. Yeah, and maybe I've always had this hope that they could bring that sort of a feel back. You know, that would be cool. <sighs> But Do it ain't gonna happen. So, all right, here's a question. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna touch on something I was chatting to my girlfriend about with Ozzy. Do you? So, the first thing, Jazz. Do you think at this point in time, with this whole new way of of making songs with Oz, hmm. do you reckon it's just Ozzy and company going through the motions just to keep Ozzy putting stuff out? Hmm. Do you, re- do you reckon? Just like, because it's not, it, it I, doesn't feel like Ozzy's like, oh yeah, it's making out, it's making out, it's making out. It's kind of like, oh, you have to do I, this. Here's some songs. No, I, I think he wants to make music 100% because he can't tour and he loves touring, right? He can't do that. I, and Sabbath's not a thing anymore. I think that he wants to, because let, let's face it, the, the reason why Sabbath started to sort of slow down was, was Tony's health. Yeah. Right, Oz would have kept going until well, you know, he had all those tours booked. Yeah, yeah. you know that with, with Judas Priest. But I think the thing that slowed it down was Tony Iommi's health, and you know that sucks. And then Bill Ward playing up like he did, that sort of slowed it down as well massively. And you know what? If you could just, if he'd have just lost his fucking ego, that thirteen tour could have been. Anyway, never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think he genuinely wants to put stuff out, but I think he's got really comfortable with this producer and he'll just go in and and the producer will go, right, hey, Oz, we wrote the song for you. We think you're really going to like it. And it's just like, right, sing over that. And then they'll double track his vocals. Yeah. And the the focal point is Oz's vocals. The music's quite um, uh, coincidental to Oz's very direct, wide pan, double track vocals, you know? And that's the reason why I couldn't get into the last album because... I didn't enjoy listening to a, a Oz singing over a guitar player that I didn't really care for. Yeah. The reason why I love listening to Sabbath and Oz, it's just like, it's the concoction. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of like Tony's riffs, Ozzy's vocals, Geezer's bass. Yeah. Yeah. Or coming forward into, into, um, 
you know, Oz, um, Ozzy Osbourne era. You know, Zach Wilde and Oz doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was always yeah, something special. Part of it. When, when Zach was with Ozzy, there was there was always something special Very with. Special. I think with them as as like their relationship because obviously mm-hmm. they're like really close. You know, yeah. Zach's got huge respect for Ozzy and vice versa. But I think it also really came through in the music, and when you saw yeah, them on definitely. stage as well, they had that connection. But on the album, I think it really. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I cut you off there, man. Yeah, no, go on. No, go on. No, go on. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh good old nihilist can't get a fucking work in, work in sideways <laughs> um, no it's just like for instance the scream era good songs gus g didn't write any of them i felt it on that album yeah you know i i there was it, it just that album was just weird and the only way i can explain that album you either you'll either get this or you won't it's really cold sounding it makes me feel cold there's no warmth there's no love in it it's really cold and sterile. I can't explain it. It's, I don't know. I, th- I think, just, I th- I'm just trying to like play some of the songs in my head now. And I think I get what you mean. It's the only word I can use is cold. It just makes me feel cold. And it's, I don't know. I, I can't quite explain it, but there's just, um, Gus went in. He did a slamming job. As always, you know, he's a kick-ass guitar player. And I know they were kind of trying to go for, um, you know, it, it, it keep the tradition in our era. Yeah. If you think about it, like they've had these renowned guitar players, Brad Gillis, uh, Jakey Lee, you know, obviously Randy Rhodes before all that, but you know, coming forward, then Zach Wilde coming in. Um, and then, uh, and then Gus G like kind of like another young at the time. Yeah. Guy, but who played in a completely different style, you know, and they made a, a thing of that by the first track, which was an instrumental that went into the, 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 the first single song, I think. Yeah. The first track was an instrumental and it came in and then you had like Gus G play and all these crazy modal licks. So it was like, oh, there's a different guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it just wasn't the fucking same. No. Yeah. I think with on, on the Gus G album, there was there was songs I listened to and it almost felt a little bit like, because that was the first album after Zach, wasn't it? Yep, it was. And there, there was a little bit that came across in, in the the solos he was and the way he was playing was a bit bit like I've got to try and give it the Zach Wild feel. There's a lot of Zach yeah. Wild kind he, of vibes in the solos. He did that. He, uh, I remember watching a load of Guitar World stuff, and um, he was saying like basically how he composed the solos because the there were the solos were actually a blank canvas. Yeah, uh, the riffs were all in place. The structures were in place. You just had to track it. But the solos, for the most part, were his. And, um, yeah, he was saying about, like, oh, this is the Zach Wilde influence. Yeah, yeah, it's very heavy, like a, very heavy. In his he'd, do a, he'd do a pentatonic run, and he'd be like, yeah, there's another Zach Wilde influence. And then this is a me thing. And then I run up the pentatonic again, and that's another <laughs> Zach Wilde influence. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, Oz has got a sound, and the sound of Oz is, you know, uh, well, for, for me, anyway... There's just a shed ton of pentatonic ripping in it because it yeah. came from what Zach crafted, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Gusty's a fucking awesome guitar player. Oh, like, yeah. Like, the man down. can fucking... Oh, yeah. And he's a, a black star artist too. Um, he is as well. But yeah, the way he plays, it's very, uh, very precise. Every note is just it's just on yeah, point. He's yeah. super talented and he's... What's his band? Firewind. Firewind, Give them yeah. a listen. And his solo stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, good. he's yeah. a fucking talented guitar player. But um, yeah, I, I totally get it. There is that kind of 
so little something missing from the last Aussie album and probably from this next one in the yeah. fact that, you know, it's not like, oh, well, we're doing this song. Oh, Zach, we want you on this song. Give us some ideas and let Zach come up with his own kind of, yeah. you know, take himself back to the old Aussie days and, and come up with something. Yeah. I think the fact that they're given something to play, like, yeah, cool, play it in your style. I think that's yeah. it's a little bit of a kick in the teeth, I think. It is a bit of a kick in the teeth. Can you? Like especially with Tony yeah. Iommi. It's like, do what do you think? Yeah, I'm not good enough to it's, write my it's, own it's fucking riff like... here. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> do you know who I, I, I am? Just, I, I, I can't imagine going to Tony Iommi and saying, I've wrote a riff for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He just can't. It's, it's inconceivable. Like, that's, that's probably one sentence in the whole world that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like, Hello, Tone. I've wrote a riff for you. <laughs> yes, I reckon that could be a meme. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, Someone, probably. if you can make a meme out of that, do it and send it to yeah. us. Because, yeah. yeah, no, it's... But, I mean, I'm, I'm excited because it's Aussie at the end of the day. You know, Aussie's just fucking... Oh, yeah, hands down. You know, I want, I want to hear the guy singing. And yeah. All, you know, he deserves to be out there. I just... um, I, I won't lie, though, if I think about it... um. Black Rain is a really good Aussie album. Yeah. I really like that album. There's some fucking bangers on that. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The one I like really well. It's Is it Trapdoor? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Uh, I don't... What's the, um, what's the uh, something silver? Down, 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 down. Oh, shit. Let's look it up. You keep singing uh, it, Jazz. En- en- entertain, entertain the people while I look. Down, 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 Right, so I'll quickly run through the ten tracks from Black Rain. You've got yeah. Not Going Away, which is a fucking bad. Oh fuck! Um, I don't want to stop, which is another cool one. Black Rain, yeah. Lay Your World on Me is just insanely good. The Almighty yeah. Dollar. Eleven Silver, yeah. which is one you're on about. Yeah. Civilize the Universe. Here for you. That song is a absolute belting yeah, tune it is yeah uh, countdown's begun and a trap door i remember getting oh, that album. countdown's begun yeah. yes shit uh you know what i'm gonna fucking play that album Hi- homework yes. homework kids after yeah, this yeah, podcast homework. listen to black no, listen rain to, I, I i've got to say though um that album for me it, it is technically maybe perhaps possibly the furthest Oz and Zach could have gone together yeah with that style of playing because I think the next album after after that because that album is very black label in a lot of ways I think the biggest mistake that was made on that album is um correct me if I'm wrong here but I remember thinking of this at the time Zach started using those low drop down you know, drop the E string all the way down to I the think bottom. so, yeah. I think so. Like, like, that one. That's the black label sound. Yeah, it did yeah. have a very right u- ugly, heavy, doomy kind of Yeah, I, and yeah. It's, it's the most, it, I might say, I might add, it's probably the most doomy Aussie album. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because a lot of that black label influence like crossed into that. And yeah. at the end of the day, you write how you fucking write, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> you know, you, you, you play how you play. Yeah. Um, But maybe in that direction, it's the furthest Oz and Zach could have gone together. 
unless on the next one after that, if he'd, if he'd have stayed, there was more of a, um, I don't know, a, a different approach. But I do know at the same time as that, that Sharon sent Zach to rehab and he spent about five hours in there and then he jumped the fence and went to the pub. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, I know they were tr- maybe trying to edge Zach out a little bit to go and a clean the act up and then uh and do uh and do uh a black label you know it's like you've got your own thing now go yeah, and do yeah. that um so i don't know i don't know who knows one of them things do you think that's the furthest he could have gone <clears throat> so as as uh, as far as is that as far as ozzy and zach could have gone to be honest for me uh the ozzy and zach era was a huge part of my my life growing up learning guitar you know yeah yeah watching like live at the totally. budicon and all those the, oh, uh, the yeah. live and loud shows yeah um for me it's always like ozzy and zach it's always been like that thing and i think regardless of if if the song started to sound a lot more like black label like fuck it it's ozzy osborne (laughs) and zach fucking wild you know yeah yeah. it's just a combination that i think the world needs so i think regardless of what the music sounded like it was it it would always be good i would love um to see one more album by those guys. But the thing is, Black Label, even they diversified. Like, for instance, in the beginning, it was all about, well, the first album was just weird, front to back. It's like this just shelf of material that he had, and he just put it all out. It was a weird, he got a bit of everything on there. Then the second album, Stronger Than Death, came, which was just like, it's probably like the heaviest album, you know, like the low-tuned riffs. And he pushed it as far as it could go with the tuning with Counterfeit God, you know. Um, and then Black Label's definitely got their sound after that. But for instance, like after Order of the Black, for instance, Catacombs of the Black Vatican's one of my favorites. Catacombs really started to go into like the classic rock, Led Zeppelin, you know, that's that sort of a vibe, like the first track on that, uh, Fields of Unforgiveness. That's like, there's so much Led Zeppelin going on that. So like even Zach sort of, um, didn't just stick to the, tune the bottom string all the way down, leave the others as they are, and just stick to those riffs. There's only so much you can do with it. So it would have been interesting to see... Um, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> wait. Hey, better out than <laughs> It would have been interesting to see um, uh, where the music would have gone to yeah. after Black Rain. Because I, was... I think that's the, that's the heaviest it could have gone, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'll be honest, I was a little bit bummed out when Zach left Ozzy. Because as, yeah, I, oh, same, as I said, it was a huge part for me. Yeah. Like, I used to sit and watch Ozzy live at the Budokan. And I used to sit there and just fucking study Zach's playing. Even yeah, like to the points yeah. when he'd done the, the, the solo to Suicide Solution. He'd done like yeah. a little extended bit. And he sat on the front of yeah. the stage. He's got his guitar up here and he's playing. I used to yeah. study it and study it and study it. And I just think yeah. Ozzy and Zach, that's it's one of those things that's just meant to be in this world. I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible somewhere. Yeah. And just like you and I are. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But that, that, that studying thing, why do you think my wrist ended up all the way around here when I play? Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? I don't don't know if you've, I don't know if you've noticed that. I I had, but Um, I never, I never pinned it with that, but now, yeah. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. I I just liked the way, um, I just, (laughs) like, like I said, that, that period of 18 to, 20 whatever it was when i got into black label and i was there was just that period where i just wanted to be zach the two guitar players were yeah. zach and alex <clears throat> Ilejo. and um 
I used to study Zach's playing just exactly the same. And I'd just be like, why is, why is his wrist so far around? And I took it to the str- to the extreme where the pick was all the way back. Yeah. And I looked, no, 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 it's not, it's not that far around. Um, and I just liked how clean his notes sounded. Yeah. And the Budokan thing, you know, for instance, um, the 16th notes in, uh, I'll explain in a minute, uh, that, um, <laughs> that he does in, uh, not to belittle you, but I knew you were just going to go, what the fuck are you on about? Yes, me, you me know, um, stupid guitar player. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, um, I don't think, it, I think it's 32nd notes, actually. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, I was um, thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, Those notes, uh, Embark at the Moon, yeah. So you've got the na da na na da na da na digga 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 digga. That that happens in between. Fascinated by it. Yeah. How can you be that tight? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fascinated by like any riff that does those digga 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 digga. Exorcist, axe wound, um, and anything that like like that, I'm absolutely fascinated with. But that was sort of like the first one I heard Zach doing that in. But yeah, as far as like studying and and an influence goes. Yeah, uh, the the Oz and uh, Zach duo is uh, it's special. It is, it is. There's uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's there's definitely something amazing between the pair of them, and uh, it 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 would be awesome to see them do one more album together. But like old yeah. school, you know, don't don't yeah. let some fucking someone I've got edgy balls. Don't let some other cunt write the fucking music. <laughs> like let I... let Zach come in with his riffs and just fucking jam it. You know. You know, it's just, it, the sad thing is we say this. You just know it's not going to happen, though. <sighs> because ever since Oz married Sharon and that kind of management-heavy lifestyle happened, <clears throat> I think he's just in too far deep to get back into that whole... You know, Judas Priest are very much a band and they're quite independent and nobody yeah. really has a say about what they do. Yeah, For yeah. hell's sake, their producer is their guitar player. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Andy Sneap at this point. Um, I think Oz is so far deep into management. Management goes, we think this will be a good idea and he does it. Yeah. Teach- I don't think he'll do anything that he doesn't want to do. But I, ha- I really think he is really and has been for a while just like under the kind of do this, go on, do this. Yeah. Where your management? Teachable you know? moment. Zach's not kids. good for you. Teachable moment. Yeah. Never get married. <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you're, if you're, but at if, the same time, in the beginning though, Sharon gave that guy a fucking career. True, true. Yes. But at the same time as that, she, if we're gonna go down that direction. Technically, then she killed Randy Rhodes because <laughs> if it weren't for her, maybe he wouldn't have had Randy Rhodes. Wow, that's dark. <laughs> If you think about it, if, it's sad to think, isn't it, though? If, like, if, if Oz hadn't had his solo career, poor Randy Rhodes. I, 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 I mean, don't know what to do with that one. I, I kind of I feel like you've opened a huge... For anyone who's into, like, your investigation TV series and your true crime... <laughs> I don't think she meant to kill Randy Rhodes. I'm oh, just saying. I don't know. She is a bit of a crazy one, isn't she? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she meant to kill poor Randy Rhodes, you know? I think you've just but changed it's, history. It's just funny here. to think. This... I think it's just funny to think if it wasn't for her, Ozzy wouldn't have had a solo career. Well, maybe he would have, but like he wouldn't have had that solo career. Um, and God bless Randy Rhodes, you know? Maybe um, that wouldn't have happened, you know? got to think about it. It's a weird one, isn't it? 
I feel a cold chill down the back of my neck all of a sudden. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure where to go with that one. That's, uh... But yeah, I mean, Ozzy's put Sharon through a lot of shit. I mean, fuck me, he tried to kill her. Maybe he tried to kill her oh, because she knew her plot to kill Randy. Oh, God. <laughs> That's grim. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Everything's changed now. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fuck. Uh-huh. It's all coming yeah. out now, is it? It's all coming out now. It's all coming out. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, at, at the end of the day, Oz is Oz. Oz is a fucking legend. Yeah, always has been, always will be, regardless of, of what he's doing or what he's told to do. He, yeah. He's built this fucking legacy that, like, you hear an Aussie song, you know it's Aussie. And... <laughs> It's about it, really. There we go. See ya. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, any, anything Aussie is good. Do you know what I've always, just before we wrap this up, one way I've always described Aussie's music, right? Because it's yeah. not really like pigeonholed. Because it's it's metal, but it's rock, but it's a big ballads, Elton John yeah. style ballads, John al- Lennon influence. I've always just thought of Ozzy's music. I think talking more about his solo stuff as just cool fucking music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Um, the the Down to Earth album. Yeah, it's got man. some fucking killer riffs. Like. Uh, that I never had. That worry. Fuck. But it's just cool music. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Cheers to Ozzy. Get better soon. I hit the microphone. Cheers Don't to Don't worry Oz. about it. Let's drink. Mm. <clears throat> so guys, episode nine. There we go. Loud and proud. To everyone who's uh, stuck with us and been listening on Spotify and watching all these podcasts, you guys are fucking awesome. We love you all. Huge shout out. Follow Jazz on YouTube. Follow Jazz on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify. Mm. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you wish. And um, Jazz. Well, first, let us know down below in the comments your yeah. thoughts on the topics about Machine yeah. Gun Kelly and the new Aussie album apparently happening. Yeah. And also... You know, what do you want to hear us talk about? Yes, you know? yes. If- leave leave comments down below. Let us know what you want to know about, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, if there's something you want to hear us rant about and hear our opinions on, <laughs> yeah. put it down below. Well, ever so important opinions. Yes, <laughs> because you know we will never hold back. And because you know that we're right. Someone's going to put Miley <laughs> Cyrus in the comments, I know it. Yeah, I just know it, yeah. Um, so yeah guys I mean huge love all of you that watch these podcasts it's awesome if you want the full uncut podcast go to Spotify I try to tr- trim yeah. the YouTube ones down as much as I can so it's a little bit shorter and you get to see our faces and having a beer I hope you're drinking along at home with us enjoying a cold brewski mm. and uh, let's wrap this bad boy up in true loud and it. proud fashion Jazz do you want to take this one mate yeah, let's do it. Here we go. I hand you over <laughs> to the beautiful, the amazing, Nihilist92. Oh, on that note, if you're having a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> In true loud and proud fashion, if you're having a tough fashion. day. 
<laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> but what we will say is uh, thank you so much for listening. You guys are the absolute best. And uh, raise your glasses. Rock out. Be awesome. And see ya. See ya.